In today's show, we go across the NBA. We have a look at injuries. We have a look at which teams are packing it in. We have a look at what we can pay attention to with that side. Well, that side? Yeah, that part of the game. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we're here to look at injuries. We've got two weeks to go in the season. There's going to be some weird stuff crop up. Absolutely, but let's see where we sit at the moment. Orny. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Washington Wizards. They uh, have a few guys currently on the injury report, Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma. Um, They both, well, Kuzma's missed four straight, Beal's missed three straight. I would have to expect, like we haven't got an update yet. I expect that they don't play again the rest of the season, but that's a guess. Um, Monte Morris is questionable. For Tuesday, that's he's officially questionable there. His absence helps D'Lon Wright, but Beal's absence also helps D'Lon. So we know that we're going with Avdia. We know we're looking at Gafford, Wright, and Kispert. We might actually end up looking at Johnny Davis, who played 30 minutes last game. That's more of a deeper league one, but he is going to get some minutes here down the stretch, as will Jordan Goodwin. I don't expect Kuzma and Beal to play. I think Morris will sort of be in and out. And yeah, I, I don't know when this is going to happen or if there's going to be any official announcement at all, but that's where we sit. The Utah Jazz. Bunch of guys ruled out for them on Monday, but not Larry Markkinen. Markkinen has missed three of the last four games, one with a back injury, two with hand injuries, and I thought he might be done, but he's not yet. They've upgraded him to questionable for Monday, but they have ruled out the man on the street, Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. They have ruled out Colin Sexton with that hamstring injury. I think there is a real chance that Clarko and Sexton don't play this season, but it's probably 50-50 to me. They, they could come back, or I don't know. And Simone Fontecchio is out today with Turf Turner. He's a guy that has been replacing Markkinen in the starting lineup and being at least like 14-team league streamable. So his absence, if Markkinen doesn't go, means we're probably going to get someone like Johnny Jujang starting, maybe? I don't know. Like Honestly, who else? Because the Linux are already starting. Do they go Dunn and Horton Tucker and, and Abaji? Maybe. But Jujang is going to have to play more minutes as is Jarrell Brantley because the back end of their roster is all centers. Oh, there's no Rudy Gay either who's out with a back issue. These guys, maybe they're long-term. I don't know. Like as for Clarkson and Sexton, they could be out for the season. I just don't know. And we don't know about Markin either. I can't really get a good read on that at this point. The Toronto Raptors. We've got Gary Trent missed the last three games with that elbow problem. He is questionable for Tuesday. Will Barton hurt his ankle last time? He is uh, doubtful. He had, for some inexplicable, inexplicable reason, been replacing Scotty Barnes in the starting lineup. He shouldn't play a single minute, but he has been. Um, Delano Banton's out for at least two games. Maybe he comes back on the weekend. Joe Wieskamp is doubtful with a hamstring injury. The guy to watch here with Barton out, if you and, and Trent maybe out, is Jeff Doughton, who I, I do think is a very interesting player. 
who I think has flashed quite a few things. And he played like 29 and 19 minutes the last two games. So that's at least something there for deeper leagues to pay a little bit of attention to. For the San Antonio Spurs, well, I'm going to just put everybody on the injury report with fake injuries. Fake, 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 fake. Um, how do I give you an injury report for this team? Let me tell you who's going to miss time this week. Keita Bates, Diop, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, Jeremy Sohan, Zach Collins, Malachi Branham, Trey Jones, Devontae Graham, Romeo Langford, Doug McDermott, Ken Birch. They're all going to miss time this week. When? I don't know. They have a shocking schedule. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, three games, all high volume days. Currently, the guys that missed last game, there's only two of them. It was Sohan and Johnson. So maybe they play Wednesday and then a bunch of guys sit. I don't know. But I don't think the two games of Zach Collins or Johnson or Vassell or Sohan or Branham is worth holding especially when they are 13-game days. I think I don't know that they're going to miss a game. Our pattern would tell us that they they will. The only guy who hasn't missed time is Mamo Kalashvili and Blake Wesley. Everyone else has missed at least one game. Bates Diop is over the last two weeks. Um, Bates Diop has missed one. Let's go through it. Sandro missed zero. Bates Diop, one. Johnson, five. Vassell, three. Sohan, six. Zach Collins, two. Branham, two. Wesley Nunn, Trey Jones, three, Graham, three, Champagne, three, Romeo Langford, four, Doug McDermott, three, Don Barlow, two, and Gorgie Jang, four. So, yeah, figure it out. You can't. It's impossible. You just got to see every day. And even then, they rule Romeo Langford out, and he ends up rocking up and playing last game. So, I, it's, yeah, it's a disaster. We know this. And Sacramento Kings, as per usual, have nobody on the injury report because Aaron Fox missed last game with a hamstring injury, but he's back and ready to go. They have been kissed on the dick with their injuries this season, and we hope, for their sake and for our sake, that it just continues through the playoffs because it's been great to see the fun that these guys have been having all season, but they are ready to go. Awesome for them. The Portland Trailblazers. Fake, 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 fake. Yep. Um, Jeremy Grant season's over with a quad injury. Damian Lillard season's over with a calf injury. Oi, Damo, give us your lighter. Yusuf Nurkic's season is over with a um, calf injury. Anthony Simons' season is over with a foot injury. Gog him, Red! Um, Justice Winslow's season is over with an ankle injury. Ibu Baji's season is over with a knee injury. And then, much like last season, when they shut everyone down, Trenton Watford came in and was putting up huge numbers last season. Started to do it now, and he's injured again. He's not officially missing Monday's game, but he's doubtful after spraining his ankle Sunday. I don't think that he's out for the year, and I wouldn't mind holding him because I think even on a high-volume Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, he is playable. He's going to be that good. You can try Nasir Little, who played big minutes and played well last game. Somebody's going to have to take shots. Little doesn't have the greatest overall fantasy game, but at least as a streamer, sure, go for it. Well, Cam Reddish has also just popped up with lumbar soreness on the injury report. Cool. They're not playing him anyway. The other guys to watch would be Kevin Knox or Jabari Walker as short-term replacements for Watford. And maybe um, maybe John Butler would have to play because there's not many other um, there's not many other big men on this team. So he might have to get some backup center minutes with Watford uh, unlikely to play. <sighs> the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Hayton? Hate, no, DeAndre Ayton is ready to return. Today he is probable, so he'll be good to play. And I think what I think happened is the last two games, big minute bump for Ross and Warren. And I think that was because they were starting Bismack Biombo and more minutes for non-offensive centers means they need to get offense from other spots. So I think if Aiden plays, you'll see the minutes of those two guys, Warren and Ross, drop off and the minutes of other players push up. Your defensive guys, your Wainwrights, your Akogis and Craigs 
We'll see, though. Um, Kevin Durant looks like he is set to return on Wednesday. So even if you did stream a Ross or a Warren or a Craig or a Kogi, it's going to be done by Wednesday. So there's very little value in that. One-day stream, sure, no problem. Philadelphia 76ers. Um, James Harden looks like he's returning in Monday's game with his Achilles issue that caused him to miss the last three games. So he looks like he's ready to go. But in the matchup against Nikola Jokic, Embiid is not going to play with a calf. I said for sure he was going to play. No, he's not going to play with calf tightness. There's going to be disgusting levels of discussion around the MVP. You know what the solution to this? Because not the solution. The way that people debate this, the way that people vote on this is ridiculous. There is no way any person voting on this, and this is not their own fault, they can't come down and go, well, you know what? Around the 10th of December, I remember that Jokic was doing this or Embiid was doing this. You can't remember it. You just can't. We remember what happens the first couple of weeks of the season. We remember what happens through March when there's other stuff going on, and that's where narratives come from. To me, that's how Scotty Barnes won Rookie of the Year. Simple as that. Like I just would have voted for Mobley, but Mobley got hurt in March. Barnes played better in March, and that was it. Award over. I I think that we... It's like this discussion now. Well, is Jalen Williams going to be Rookie of the Year? I really like Jalen Williams. I've had him top three basically for three months. I don't think he's a Rookie of the Year. The solution to this is because narrative and recency catches up to people. And you get a story, and what else are you voting on? You haven't seen every, you haven't remembered every single game that every player has played, and how do you know it? Like, how, how do you judge that? You're basing it on some sort of narrative of team record or eye test or whatever it is, right? How are you judging it? The only real way to do it is to give your thoughts, and maybe the voters do this, but to vote every game, every game that gets played. We put in who was the best player on the court, who was the second best player. Done. And then you table up those votes. You know what it does? It accounts for games played absences. So we know who's in. Like the more games you play, the better chance you have, the more valuable you are. And then you get these opportunities. So the game on January the 11th has as much importance as a game here on March 27th, theoretically between Jokic and Embiid that could have told us who was going to be the MVP, which is a complete garbage, nonsense um your talking point. Well, whoever plays better years won the MVP. Yeah, bullshit. Absolutely ridiculous. Right? But no one remembers what happens November 20th. Nobody. I don't remember. Because it's four months ago and I've got to keep up what's going on now. Nobody remembers it. 100% nobody remembers it. Anyway, Embiid's out. He should be back for Wednesday. What a bummer. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangel, the NCAA tournament. Men's and women's. We're down to four teams left. Who thought Florida Atlantic was going this far? I don't know. Probably not you, but you can now go. It's the perfect time to go and download Fangel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, Fangel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to fangel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spread. Switch team will be cutting down the net. Oh, yeah, cutting down the net. That's the one. Let's have a look at MVP odds. Does anything swing? Since Embiid is sitting today, I wonder because that, yeah, you know quickly these odds swing. Remember the Emmanuel quickly six man of the year odds swing? No, we're still at Embiid minus 110, Jokic plus 120. We'll see what happens after today. I reckon we'll go check check back in on this. And Giannis is plus 500. So we will find out what goes on with those awards. But you can go check that. Where's quickly now in six man of the year? Are you still favorite? Him and Brogdon minus 110. There's no chance that quickly should win six man of the year. But anyway, that's what those odds are. And you can check it all out over at Fangel. All on an app, safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join Fangel today. Just go to fangel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with Fangel. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's do the next team. Um, yeah, they're looking pretty good, actually. 
remember this season or earlier season or last season, there'd be like nine guys. I reckon there were points last season for the Magic. I had to use two screens for the injuries. The only guy at the moment is Kevon Harris with an elbow issue. Yes, Jonathan Isaac's out for the season. We know that, but it doesn't really count. Everyone else is healthy, amazingly. And the Oklahoma City Thunder, shut down legends, tanking legends, have Lindy Waters on the injury report. Plantar fasciitis, missed the last game. He has been an interesting guy, but it's really hard to predict the games that he goes off. But with him out, it just forces a little bit more into um, uh, Isaiah Joe. And we also got 15 minutes of Trey Mann, who has been really, really bad this season, to be honest. Let's look at the New York Knickerbockers, another team that's been pretty healthy all season. The burner, Jalen Brunson, is questionable for Monday's game. He missed Thursday's game with a, a hand issue. Hopefully he's right. He's had like four days off here. I think he'll be okay on Monday. Obviously, when he comes back, that impacts Grimes, Barrett, Hart, and quickly quite a bit and takes a lot of those guys out of 12-team league discussions. Two of their back-end guys, Dwayne Washington is out with a hip injury and Trevor Keels is out with a foot injury. Don't know whether they're long-term or not, but it doesn't really matter for most of us. For the New Orleans Pelicans, Jose Alvarado, I'm, I don't think that he's returning this regular season um, with a stress reaction in his leg, while the biggest bird, Zion Williamson. I'm the biggest bird. I'm the biggest bird. Yeah, there was some optimism he might be able to return, maybe the 5th of April or the 7th of April. At this point, I'm just going to rule him out for the regular season. Maybe he gets one game in, but seriously, like we're not expecting Zion to be playing at this point. Maybe he comes back, but we don't know. The Minnesota Timberwolves. I created this graphic in Towns. We hadn't had an update on him. It seemed unlikely that he was going to play the back-to-back. He officially is not playing the back-to-back. No shock there. So he'll be back on Wednesday. They have a back-to-back on the last weekend of the season as well, which he may or may not sit. Matt Ryan is also questionable with an illness. Actually, he's been ruled out. Jalen Noel is questionable with a knee. He, yeah, I think that knee's really bothering him. It's cost him months here. Um, and Anthony Edwards is on the injury report, questionable on the back-to-back with that ankle problem against the Kings. I do expect Edwards to play, but I don't know. The Milwaukee Bucks. A lot of people popping up on the injury report, and the injury designation should just be really, we are playing the Pistons, and they are running some of the worst lineups you will ever see in the world. Uh, Locked on Pistons host Kuka Hill. He's really going through it at the moment. Not as much as Nick is on Locked on Mavs, but you can go check out Ku's Twitter where he's talking about the absolute asininity, which is not a real word. I, I made it up to mean asininess. That's not a word either. Being asinine um, of playing Bagley and Wiseman together. And I think like the lineups are like a zeroth percentile in terms of effectiveness because they're both bad players. They both can't shoot. They're both the same guy and it makes no sense to play them. And it's hampering the development of guys like Jaden Ivey who just cannot survive in that scenario. So the Bucks have just said, cool, we don't really care. Like, look who we're playing. Giannis, you're out. Giannis and Tokatomatu. Drew Holiday is out for personal reasons. We hope that's actually nothing serious and he's all right. Giannis is just, his knee is a constant problem, so might as well sit out. They've also got a Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back here. I know a lot of people are worried that Grayson Allen's going to sit the back-to-back. I'm not really worried about that. I think he'll actually benefit quite a bit from this little three-game in four-night stretch where players are out. Jay Crowd has been upgraded to probable. He'd missed the last five games. We're not streaming him in, but there, yeah, his return would have hurt. Bobby Portis, but now that Drew and Giannis are out, Portis' value skyrockets. And Goran Dragic, maybe he's going to play a game. He's listed probable with that knee issue that has plagued him since he signed and hasn't played a single second for the Bucks. Myers Leonard also out with a calf problem, but nobody cares about that. These guys should all return. Well, you know what? Maybe they don't. Maybe Drew and Yanni don't play on Wednesday. The Wednesday game's against the Pacers, first of a back-to-back, and then Thursday's against the Celtics. And the Pacers are sort of, we'll talk about it in a second, sort of into shutting it down mode. For the Miami Heat. Double cheeked up. 
on a Thursday afternoon. Kyle Lowry's knee, I think this is going to be a regular thing where he appears on the injury report. This is a back-to-back -back for them Tuesday, Wednesday, so I expect that Lowry will sit one of those games with that knee problem, which boosts the value of Vincent, of Struess, of Oladipo. Maybe Struess is streamable. He's taken Oladipo's minutes, all of them. Um, but yeah. I don't really see huge amounts of excitement there. Well, Nikola Jovic, little Chungus, is out for a couple of games here with back spasms. I don't really expect him to play at all this season. The Memphis Grizzlies. Zaire Williams is dealing with a foot-slash-ankle problem. I think his regular season is in real jeopardy here. Maybe he returns. It doesn't really matter, though. Steven Adams' regular season is done. And then Vince Williams is dealing with a shoulder problem, but you know, we're not expecting him um, to have any impact, really, on anything. For the Los Angeles Lakers, D'Angelo Russell dealing with that hip problem. He's missed the last two games. They don't play until Wednesday, so I would expect that he plays there, which will really impact um, Dennis Schroeder. And then they've got to make the decision of what they do with Troy Brown, who was amazing last game. Does Brown go to the bench? Does Reeves go to the bench? Schroeder obviously goes to the bench because LeBron's going to come back and start. So there's quite a few decisions to be made there with guys like Brown, Schroeder, Beasley, Reeves, who all, were all really good last game, but LeBron's going to start and Russell's going to come back. Um, Mo Bamba, his regular season is done. The LA Clippers. All right, Kawhi Leonard. I'm just looking at this, making sure there's no updates here. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard is probable to play with a face contusion, but they have just listed Marcus Morris out with an illness. So that probably should increase the odds of the Clippers winning. He is horrible, and he is should not honestly shouldn't be in the rotation, but he is. But with him out, do they actually give Robert Covington a chance? Might make him a stream guy. We might get an update on Norman Powell in the next couple of days. So a Wednesday or Friday return for Powell could be interesting. That'll cut out Bones Highland's playing time, I reckon, a fair bit. And with Paul George out, if Powell is ready to go, he's going to be more useful than he was prior to that. BJ Boston should be coming back soon, but he's only going to play garbage time cleanup minutes. Maybe you know, if they sit guys on that final Sunday of the season, BJ might play 40 minutes, which I think is distinctly possible. The Indiana Pacers. All right, let's... Let's look at these injuries. Fake, 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 fake. Not really, but they sort of are. Tyrese Halliburton's questionable for Monday. Miles Turner is questionable with a back issue. Halliburton came back, played the back-to-back, -back, and now pops up as questionable again. Is there a reason he came back and played those two games? I don't really know. Why is he questionable now? Miles Turner, we thought, yeah, absolutely he's going to miss a back-to-back. -back. He's had this back issue all season. Um, but yeah, now listing him questionable Monday, if he sits Monday, then I really start to have doubts about rest of season for Turner, which means Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith both become really interesting. And then Bud Heald, out of nowhere, an illness. Moved to the bench the last two games and now an illness. Is it a real illness? Are they faking it? Are they getting more minutes into other guys like O'Shea Brissett, Aaron Neesmith, Jordan Wara? In this game, with the potential of Halliburton, Turner, being out, as well as healed already out, and Duarte already out. Nwora could go absolutely crazy here. I think he becomes a really, really strong stream here. I hope that Heald is able to return and Halliburton and Turner, but this is this team is very much on watch for shenanigans moving forward here. The Houston Rockets. The wild thing. Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Yeah, um, I, I think he's done for the season. He's had ankle problems all year. Now, we thought at first he was just sitting one half of a back-to-back. -back. Okay, fair enough. Ankle problem, one half of back-to-back. -back. Then he sat the next game, which wasn't a back-to-back. -back. Then he sat the next game, which wasn't a back-to-back. -back. Then he sit, sat the first game of a back-to-back. -back. And now he's ruled out the second game of a back-to-back. -back. That is five games in a row with this. Uh, well, actually, the listing is nice on it, so whatever it is. I think he's done. I don't think there's any need to play him rest of the season. I would think they're hopefully just doing it to get a little bit more into Tari Tank season. 
but I don't know that. That's not confirmed, but it is absolutely looking like that's going to be the case. For the Golden State Warriors, we are not expecting Andrew Wiggins to return this regular season. It was a nice little situation for DiVincenzo. It was a solid option for Kaminga, but both of those guys have fallen way off as they are gifting minutes to noted shiploak Anthony Lamb and the return of Gary Payton, meaning that DiVincenzo and Kaminga don't have 12-team league value anymore, even with Wiggins out. The Detroit Pistons. Yeah, they haven't actually told us about a bit of this yet. Fake, 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 fake. But it's bullshit. Boyan Bogdanovic hasn't played for weeks. They just keep listing him out. I think we've all just assumed that he's done for the season, but nobody's telling us that. He has not played since the start of March, nor has Alec Burks with 100% fake injuries. Yet, we will never hear this about the Pistons. It's the only team that's ever been so egregious to the NBA that they should be tanked and fined and moved to Seattle is the Thunder, apparently. Only team that's ever been like that. Not the Pistons, who are the worst team over the last three years, along with the Rockets, um, and just do the shit continually. Bogdanovich is done. Burks is done. Um... Interestingly, that Rocket Rodney Magruder. Rocket, 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 we can't think. We can't think. Right. Come, on, come on, come on, come on. He was out last game with a foot issue, and they're listing him questionable for Monday's game. I don't know why you'd be persisting with Rodney Magruder, but he is currently questionable. And Corey Joseph is questionable with an illness. Now, it is very interesting to me that the only two veterans left on this team are both will both miss last game on Friday and are both questionable for Monday. Are they setting us up for them being done as well? It's distinctly possible. So we are rolling with Bagley, with Hayes, with Ivy, maybe, but oh, bloody hell, like he's so bad at fantasy that it's hard to trust. Yeah, Duran and Wiseman, they keep splitting the minutes and giving more to the inferior player. Like, bro, you're already bad. You don't need to make it worse. You've got Omaruyu, who's occasionally a streamer. You've got RJ Hampton, who occasionally could be a streamer if Corey Joseph is out. But this team remains an absolute disaster. And yes, I will continue to shit on them until they do something that deserves not being shit on. The Denver Nuggets. Maga Porter Jr. Um, is questionable with heel management. Not a back-to-back. He had that heel problem early in the season. Very interesting that he appeared as questionable to rest for this game here against the Sixers. You would have to expect. They've got a back-to-back Thursday, Friday. If he's popping up as questionable for today, there's no way he plays that back-to-back. There's, there's almost none. Jack White is out with um, COVID. Don't get to talk about Jack White much, so I don't get to do this. And Colin Gillespie, can this man please come back and play? I want to see, I love to see everyone who's been on a roster all season play a game. I think it's maybe only him and Ibu Baji, but Baji hasn't been on a roster all season. I think it's only Gillespie. Maybe this, is there anyone else who's been on a roster all season who is not ruled out for the year like Chet Holmgren? Is there anyone who's there? And Gillespie's hurt, like he hasn't been um, ruled out for the season. This reminds me back in the day of that Kings guy, was it Duje Dukan, I think it was, who was on the roster all season, didn't play a single game until the final game of the season, even though he wasn't injured. Um, hopefully Gillespie can get over this leg injury and get into a game. Good for him, if it happens. For the Dallas Mavericks, well, yesterday we, we led with the um, headline, Luka Doncic suspended, but he's not. They rescinded his technical foul. So Doncic is ready and playing on Monday. Maxi Kleber's questionable on the back-to-back with his hamstring. He played 32 minutes last game. He's really valuable for them, but what they do with whatever the power minutes are, the wood minutes, the Kleber minutes, it's all up in the air. Kleber's the best player out of that group, I think, but not the best fantasy guy. With Kyrie and Luca both ready to go, you would imagine that you know, streaming in Josh Green or Jaden Hardy has absolutely no value, which is pretty frustrating. For the Cleveland Cavaliers, a bunch of, I didn't expect to see a bunch of these guys on the injury report. Yes, Isaac Okoro left last game with knee soreness. That's cool. He's not really impacting much, but that would mean more opportunity for uh, Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. But then Jared Allen popped up as questionable. Now, with Allen out, or if Allen is out, 
they start Lamar Stevens. That doesn't really matter. Like, but what it does do is it means that um, the koala himself, Eucalyptus Ev, Evan Mobley, and by the way, this is his new nickname now. I know everyone, I told, told you a stupid story about the ChatGPT nickname yesterday, and people go, no, nah, Eucalyptus Ev has to stick. But what we do here is we get that nickname, Eucalyptus Ev. It's dumb, it's stupid, it's going to stick. But then we take it a step further, and he becomes the koala. And then there's, you know, in a year's time, there'll be people listening, go, why are you calling Evan Mobley the koala? doesn't matter. It actually, it actually sounds pretty sick. So there he is. The koala, Evan Mobley, will start at center, and he is, he's been dominating at the moment. So this is a really big opportunity again. Danny Green's out with COVID now. This bloke, I fear, as much as I love Danny Green, I fear his career might be in real jeopardy here. He just can't really get on the court. And Hal uh, Neto, dealing with a hamstring, maybe he's able to come back by Wednesday, but that doesn't really impact too much. For the Chicago Bulls. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. No real surprise to see the rabbit hunter Alex Caruso pop up as questionable with that foot issue. That's costing him quite a bit of time. It is a back-to-back. If he is out, then we do really fire up Kobe White, and we lean more into Patrick Beverly and maybe a little bit more into Pat Williams, although, of course, we cannot trust a single thing Pat Williams does. Javante Green came back, played 13 minutes in two games, seven and six in those two games. Missed the next two. He's out again Monday. What, what is it with bulls and failed knee surgeries? We'll see if Green's able to play again this season. And then we move to the Charlotte Hornets. I've got Mark Williams, Nick Richards, and Kai Jones on the injury report. Why Are they injured? No, they're not. But they do have a, a, a certain situation, um, and I'm just going to call it CF. And by CF, I could call it OF, but that would maybe stand for OnlyFans, and that's not what we're talking about here. CF, kids, really, really apologize. Coach fuckery. That's what this is, because we got word today that old mate Steve Clifford, participation trophy legend Steve Clifford, is going to be just rotating his centers. So Mark Williams is going to be out on Tuesday. He's going to play Friday, Sunday. He's going to be out the following Tuesday. He's going to play Friday, Sunday. They've only got six games left. Williams is playing four of them. Nick Richards is playing four of them. Kai Jones is playing four of them. With no game for Mark Williams Tuesday, and then 13 game days Friday, Sunday, unfortunately because of whatever this nonsense is where they're rotating their three centers. Now, Jones isn't going to be an option because he's going to be a backup every time. So it's going to be Williams starting, Richards backup. Richards starting, Jones backup. Williams starting, Jones backup is my guess. But I don't think you can, outside of single day streams, I don't really think you can hold blokes who are going to play 67% of the games moving forward. And we just don't know. Like, And then you got those two stinking Friday, Sunday the games as two of them because they're rotating their centers. We need to find it. No, you don't need to find out. Mark Williams is your starter and Nick Richards is your backup. Cool. Anyway, is Cali Oubre out for the season? Well, I wouldn't trust a single thing this shit show of an organization says. They haven't listed anything for Tuesday. I don't think that Oubre is going to play after they him and Terry Rogier left within two minutes of each other on Thursday in a very weird situation. I don't think either of them are playing for the rest of the season, but I do not know that. So Dennis Smith does have some value, but only three-game week with two games on 13-game days. It does make it hard to get too excited. Same as Fima Hiluk, who might start. Maybe they finally give minutes to legendary lottery bust James Booknight. Maybe they don't. He played 10 minutes last game. Maybe Bryce McGowan steps up. But do you actually want to use these guys on a Friday, Sunday with 13 games on? The answer is no. I'll tell you now it's no. And I don't even know that Ubre or Rozier are going to be out. I do know that Cody Martin's going to be out. He's played like two games this season. And of course... Because his organization is so cool, they're so sick, they're so awesome, they're so media-friendly. They're so upfront about everything because hiding all their secrets has led to so much success. Um, they haven't told us anything about what is going on with Cody Martin. Nobody knows, nobody tells anything. 
Frustrating. He's out for the season. Fuck it. I am labeling. Oh, sorry again. Uh, I'm labeling him out for the year. Done. Brooklyn Nets. Royce O'Neal missed the last game with a knee problem. That was a back-to-back. I thought they might go a little bit harder on resting guys on the back-to-back like they did the time previous, but they did not. So I expect that the Basmati man returns Wednesday, but their schedule stinks. 10-game Wednesday, 13-game Friday, 13-game Sunday. Royce is not worth it. Finney Smith's not worth it. Seth Curry missed the last two games for personal reasons. So if him and Royce and Sumner are out on Wednesday, Cam Thomas will get minutes, but it's a shit schedule, so I don't actually care. So I don't think we need to do anything with any of these things. We, we did get the official word that Ben Simmons is out for the season. We'd already um, assumed that. He was a dreadful um, draft pick, and I was pretty interested in grabbing him around the 80s this season because I just thought, okay, he's fit. He's ready to go. I've seen what he can do. He doesn't have to score. But it was so how, somehow so much worse than, honestly, I could have predicted. I had no way of being able to... Like, again, when we say this, oh, you should have known. But imagine coming into the season and going, you know what's going to happen, boys? Simmons is never going to touch the ball. He's never going to shoot. He's going to play 30 games, and he's going to be the reserve backup center. Imagine you said that in September. You would have been insane. Like, there's no way you could have said, well, yep, Simmons' role is going to be backup center on this team. I'm sorry, isn't he an all-NBA point guard? Yeah, he is. But he's actually going to be their backup center. Don't draft him backup center. Like, yes, it was a shit pick, but we have to always go with levels of probability is what we're trying to project with these guys. And again, you could have simulated my life 10,000 times, and I don't think I would have said, yeah, backup center Ben Simmons is the probably most likely outcome here. For the Celtics, Jason Tatum sat out last game with a hip problem. The hip was that he was playing the Spurs. So he is off the injury report for Tuesday against the Wizards. Absolutely no problem there. They will find ways to sit him, I'm thinking, down the stretch. Because they have a couple of back-to-backs. Now, the problem is they don't really play any stinking teams. There might be that game on Friday against the Jazz, if the Jazz have shut guys down. But they go Washington, Bucks, Jazz, Sixers, Raptors, Raptors, Hawks. The only team there, maybe, like the Wizards on Tuesday, but he's off the injury report, so he's playing, is maybe the Jazz Friday. And otherwise, all these teams are still competing. So I'm not sure he gets any more time off. Or Peyton Pritchard has been upgraded to probable with that heel pain. Not that he is going to play most nights either. And the Atlanta Hawks are relatively clean. All there is is Jalen Johnson with a hamstring injury. That's meant that Adrian Griffin gets some minutes. He can be up or down for sure. He's like a deeper league three streamer. Johnson was starting to play well, but unfortunately we have to think that his regular season, I think maybe he comes back you know, 5th of April is what I've got here. Um, his regular season has got to be in some level of jeopardy. And that, We'll do it for me today. Don't forget, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, why don't you thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.